It is necessary to investigate before legislating. But the line between investigating and persecuting is a very fine one. The investigators tell us it seems the suspect was going to pass them, then turned and fired. And Christine, Laura, what you're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations. Arise to support the impeachment of President Donald J. Trump. And I'm about to talk to him about allegations that he was involved with prostitutes in Moscow and that the Russians taped it and have leverage over him. We're back with our friend Glade Miller-Smith who's going to talk about our theme at CD Media, which is self-reliance and uh, not depending on the government and a little bit about homesteading and a little bit about cattle farming and beef production. Glade, glad to have you back. Good afternoon, sir. It's a pleasure to visit with you here. Thanks for uh, accommodating me as we uh, you asked if we could do an interview, and I said, well, I, I got to check some cattle, so as long as we're in the pickup when we're done, I said, we can, mobile technology, we can make this work. So, but, uh, but yeah, you know, going, going forward today, so much, we've talked a little bit, and you mentioned, boy, a lot going on in, in the government and in politics, and sometimes it's nice just to uh, take a moment and, and think some happy thoughts for a moment. So that, that's, that's kind of what I, I say, I'm stubbornly optimistic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we look around and, and I see a, a goal of what uh, I feel convicted that I'm I'm working towards yes. and sharing about in in light of the homesteading ideology that's gaining traction and gaining speed. And, and sustainability is a word that I like better than homesteading. And, and you mentioned yeah. how, how can how can we live sustainably? Because there's I've seen some of these things about people are homesteading and that means they go off into the woods and they build themselves a little cabin and then that's where they're going to live for the rest of their days until they die i think and be a hermit and i i don't know like that's interesting i guess but but i for myself i believe it is not good for man to be alone so let's let's balance these two things let's let's not be dependent on uh on on the government and international great big companies and and everything but, but, but we don't need to live under a rock until we die either. You know, so that, that idea of community and not let man be alone within this homesteading movement, you know, I, is, is important to me, you know, obviously because we're, we're shipping beef to people across the country. I don't want to live under a rock, but I do believe in the values of how can we provide for ourselves in, in these areas and work together. And, and in three ways, you know, the first, you know, how can I provide for myself and my family? You know, that that's kind of that first step of how people can start to be relying on, you know, do you have a garden? Do you have a backup plan? Do you have, you know, some food in the freezer? You know, do you know, you know how to take care of yourself on some basic level? You know, and, and that's all well and good. But then how can we network beyond that? And really a great step traditionally what our founding fathers did and and what uh, we've done through the through the generations and, and still to now is, is is that's your church community, and uh, and beyond that you have your church and then you have your community, and so I, I had a couple stories for today, you know, go, looking back, what did this look like historically, you know, there's if we go clear back to the American Revolution, my my wife and I we were just talking and, and discussing the the Battle of Lexington, and I 
I would imagine a lot of your your viewers be very avid history buffs. Yes. And, and so some of your guys, I'm not telling them anything they don't know, but but you saw this play out, you know, that homesteading action within a community play out in the Battle of Lexington. It's the first battle, uh, official battle of the American Revolution, when 700 British soldiers were marching on the city of Lexington. Now, these are these boys here are going to give us a, a model of what it looks like to be self-sufficient because they didn't sit right out letters and say, oh, George Washington, send the Continental Army. Come help us. Oh, oh, city of Lexington. Let's call 911. Like, like no, there, 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 there is none of that. It's we need to take care of ourselves. And so you had families in Lexington that as an individual family, they, they can't. You can't do much as an individual family. You go hide under a rock, you're just out of luck. But they're a member of a church, and the pastor of that church stood up and said, boys, the British are coming. They're going to take our town. The pastor of that church took off his robe and led 70 men. And I'm imagining, I mean, and this, I don't know this for a fact, but between 10 and 20 families, I'm guessing, because you'd have dad and grandpa and a few sons plus dad and grandpa and a few sons. And this guy's got three or four sons and this guy's grandpa's too old, but, but here's the men of the church. 70 dudes went out against 700 exchanged some fire. And the British real quick said, I, I don't think this is worth it. They turned around and they went to Concord and you know what happened in Concord? They got smacked. Yeah. Pastor of a church showed up. He said, boys, we can't let this happen. 300 men from that church went out and they, and they went out and they, they did the same thing. They, the, the church stood up against the British. And then the, the British said, ah, this isn't going to work. Let's go to Boston. 4,500 men from there to Boston were, would, came out and attacked the British. All members of churches. So we see the church acting. And then we see communities within the different churches acting. The government wasn't even anywhere to be seen. This is what it looked like to be self-sufficient within a, within families. And it only worked because there was families that went to church that were part of a community that worked together. It, we don't, we don't need the government to, to tell us how to do this. So, but how does that look now? So I've got a story of a flash forward to 2023. Well, it was in the last couple of years. So if, if you go from my farm and, and go North to the next town, little community of about 500 people and they're about 30 to 40 miles from the nearest next town you know how many police officers are in this town of 500 people zero hmm. now they got a little school they got a little bank they got grocery they got a few little stores no police somebody had the bright idea not oh, a couple years ago or so they're going to rob this bank in this little town of 500 people no police so how this worked was guy goes into the bank, robs the bank. Only law enforcement is state patrol. They're 50 miles away or, or the county sheriff, county seat's 50 miles away. So they call the county sheriff said, you know, Jim Bob, <laughs> we got, we got a situation over here. Some fellow from out of town just robbed our bank. You know, here's his plate number. Here's what he's driving. He's headed east on highway 40. And oh yeah, by the way, I called Jim and Vern and Frank, and they're all over him. They'll make sure that they have him for you when when he gets about twenty miles down the road. You just go find him there. Like the local community 
said, we, it's fine. We don't have law enforcement here. We got this. You want to rob our bank? Go ahead and try. They're, they're, I mean, they called the police, but the police aren't going to stop them. But this is what it looks like when, when families can work together within a community and you don't dial 911. Now, I'm not well, saying, I mean, I'm all for law enforcement. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But a certain amount of, of self-sufficiency has to be in place. Well, what so you're you, talking about really is lack of control, right? I mean, when we talk self-sustaining, it means you're really not controlled, but you're not, you don't have to go to, to, to Walmart and get your food. You got your own. You, you, you're off, not off the grid, but you're off of that corporate globalist economy where you can survive and not be controlled by that corporate globalist economy is essentially what you're talking about. I, I think it, yeah, just, just change our mindset to there is a problem, there is a need to fix this problem or to fix this need. What can I do to solve it? But yeah, if, if we if we think back to the inspiring story of the revolution to my kind of fun little story of the local American community now and say, all right, how, how do we apply that for us as individuals? I can tell you what, what I'm doing for my family and, and for my family, you know, that first step is how do we take care of my wife, my kids, the surrounding people around us? And, and yes, we we do our best to have a garden. And yes, we 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 have an orchard and yes, we raise some meat animals and yes, we've got heat supply, you know, off grid heat. And yes, we think about all these things, you know. Right. And and I think that's that's kind of like what is really captivating some people just the thought that you can raise your own food is captivating to some people like this is fantastic i saw a little meme the other day um it said growing food is like printing money like well i mean it takes a lot of work but but yeah sort of uh but it's it's worthwhile work but this this need for relationship goes beyond just that and and the rest of the world sees it and and i had an interesting you probably know way more about this than I do coming from where you are than, than me and the little cattle farm, but turns out your phone listens to you, you know, and then they start advertising what you're talking about. So the other night I, I got, I got advertised this cause I was visiting with my wife and she was struggling with this, that, and the other. And, and like any good husband, I was saying, well, sweetheart, I don't know what to say, you know, <laughs> like, that was me being, you know, in that instance, I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know how to help you. So later that night, I get this ad that that is promoting an artificial intelligence counseling service. <laughs> so you don't have to talk to a person. But I mean, I, I assume it heard me say, I don't know what to tell you. It says, so when you don't know what to say, you can tell this computer and it will not be judgmental and it will and, and it will be comforting. And, and this will be a showed a video of some lady that was so happy because she could tell her computer she was having a bad day. But I mean, the, the world I thought about that because the world knows it's not good for man to be alone. And so take care of your family and then you know, find a church, you know, that I think for me, that's been an important part of our life. We, we call it small group, but we gather together with, with groups of, you know, local people and come into our home, sit at our table, you know, share, share a meal. Like these things build relationships that add value because they allow you to do things you can't do by yourself. It, they allow you so true, to network and do things that you can't do by yourself. So that's, that's, that's what, you know, when you're homesteading, don't forget that you can't do it alone. You you don't want to live. I mean, realistically, 
if the homesteaders that came out to central Nebraska and were trying to raise crops so they didn't starve to death and like, yeah, we need to do this. We need to raise. If they could have run down to the supermarket to buy potatoes, they would have like that. Now we're doing it for fun and we should. But but, you know, the goal is not to be able to live under a rock and just eat the potatoes that you grew. You know, let's let's that's surviving. Let's live. Let's be in relationship help your family, help your, your church. And then the interesting thing that is helping your community now that I think has really dynamically changed. See, 90 years ago or so, 80 years ago, my, my grandfathers, they, they killed a bee for two a week and fed the local community. You know, back in the early 1900s, they would butcher a beef and they would feed their community. Come get some beef from, from Grandpa Smith. Well, now i'm continuing that that tradition but i send you beef in florida yeah you know so the, these are my grandpa smith would care about people in his community yep you need some beef in in your in your larder at the time you know make sure you have something good to eat because we're like-minded people we've got a relationship i don't know everything about these people in the community but but i know who they are for me I've got these lists of people. Some of them talk, call me on the phone with questions. Some of them shoot me an email. Some of them shoot me a text. We send out beef to these people every week that I think, I really believe that they're part of my community now. Of course be, they are. So beca yeah. because of this social media and, and whether it's you're building a, a, a conservative news network like, like yourself or whatever you're doing because of technology, I don't think that this is something we live under a rock and forget about technology no let's use these tools to build that community whether it's beef or journalism or maybe you make homemade soap or something you know like build a community with people that are like-minded because there'll come a time when that lady that makes soap you may not be able to find soap but i know a lady who makes soap and she like and and so when it comes down to it and i only have so much beef left in my freezer but, but, you know, but I know Todd down in Florida was expecting me to send him some. All of a sudden, I got extra people around here that said, Glade, we need something to eat. This has got to go to Todd. I'm sorry, sir. And and all go. these people that, that have, like, that's my community. And so when, when the stuff hits the fan, you have to have somebody have your back. Build that community. That's what, that's what the early founders did. And, and that's what we need to do today. And, and not be scared of technology, but not be scared of the relationships either. Well, that, that's so. what I, you know, people ask, well, what can I do in the face of all this, you know, bad things we see happening around the world? And I, I tell them exactly what you said. First thing you do is build a network of local people that you can count on and, and, and you know, and, and come together if there's a crisis. Yeah. And, and local just, I never use the phrase buy local because there's 30 times more cattle than people in my county. <laughs> so the beef farmer would starve to death selling cattle in my county. You know, like I don't, I don't sell local, but local now because of just like you and I are talking and we're 1700 miles apart, this, this works. Like, I think you need people in your, like, and that's what that, I think that's what the church is for me anyways. Those people that come in my home and share my food and, and we do life together. That's one level of community. But it is a brave new world trying to homestead in the in the 
in the air. I, I think, how would I explain to my grandfather that, yes, I'm still providing beef to the community and they live 1700 miles away, grandpa. That's my community. And, and so those yeah. two things, I think, you, I think we need, especially as stuff gets weird in Washington and stuff gets weird in Hollywood and all sorts of agendas everywhere. I think you really need both. I think you can't totally substitute actual conversations that you sit around the dinner table with people. Yeah. Like you, you need to have real life friends that you can touch, but we also need to properly leverage this communication ability too. I'm saying that here with a cowboy hat on, you know, like this this is new, new technology. Let's, 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 let's use it. And maybe not even just, um, you know, maybe not, just domestically but internationally i mean i have in this business we i have people in ukraine i have people in australia people in china that that need to know the news that want to know what's going on i get inquiries all the time so it's very similar to what you're saying so i think our audience is right where you are and and they should buy your beef (laughs) yeah (laughs) we we ship beef on mondays and, and we try to have a little all of our beef we've got subscribers and if you subscribe you get beef first and whatever's left, we make available as single box purchases. So we, we, it's a pleasure. It's what we love to do. You know, you live in Nebraska, you better like raising beef because we're not good at a lot of other things. There's, there's not a lot of good reasons to go to Nebraska except for beef. So that's, that's just what we do. Blade, thanks. Uh, we're going to have you back, uh, you know, in a few weeks. But uh, I think our audience will get a lot out of this. Take care. Yep. Thanks. Have a good day. All right. Cheers.